Welcome to the Peak RFP Podcast. My name is Luke Husel. I'm a physical therapist here at Peak Rehab. And today's episode, we're going to talk about post-op considerations after an anterior total hip replacement or total hip arthroplasty. So we're talking the patient who is zero to six weeks after the anterior hip replacement. I am joined once again by Dr. Randy Meredith. He is a fellowship trained uh, total joint specialist, does a lot of total knees and anterior total hips at Legend Orthopedics here in Augusta, Georgia. Dr. Randy Meredith, welcome back. Thanks, Luke. Okay, so we're talking anterior total hip replacement. Mm -hmm. What we're not talking about is some of those other uh, hip replacements like that posterior approach or that lateral approach. Right. So that's important for patients to understand. We're talking about the anterior total hip replacement here. Right. Yeah, this is, we'll talk more about the direct anterior approach. We could talk about those other approaches another time. That's right. So we'll have some episodes coming up for you folks that have had some other things. So we're talking zero to six weeks. So we've had surgery. We've got that incision that's a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. It's more on the front side of that. Yeah, it's, it's more on the front, kind of the front lateral side, but definitely more in the front. Yep. You guys are still <laughs> using that zip stitch for that most of the time. I know you can do anything, but... Yeah, usually with, uh, with the hips, we either use the zip lines or uh, sutures. We okay. don't really use staples a whole lot around the sure. anterior hip. Sure. But yeah, one of those two. All right, so we've we've had that hip replacement. One of the things, guys, that you're going to hear from Dr. Meredith and I today in this episode is this rehab after the hip replacement is not like the rehab after a knee replacement. Correct. Right, so we did multiple episodes on knee replacement, and we talked about range of motion, range of motion, range of motion, quad strength, swelling control, pain control, all that. This is much different in a good way versus that knee replacement. That's right. So initially, you're going to have folks back into your office about post-op week two, correct? Correct. All right. So what's going to happen in that visit with you at post-op week two? Uh, That's when we're going to check their wounds. We're going to check their incision, make sure it looks healed. We're going to take the zip line off, take the sutures out, things like that. And really just make sure that they're doing okay, that right. they're walking okay. Right. You know, a lot of people at two weeks will be off the walker now. Sure. Some of them will be on nothing. Sure. Some of them will be with a cane. Some of them will still be on the walker. And it's okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Everybody's a little different, okay? Yeah. How quickly they get off of those things is individualized. As we talked about with the knee replacement, correct walking is the key. You know, you may be one week with nothing after this anterior hip. I, the first time I saw one, I thought... my chart must be wrong because it said you had a hip replacement and you're in front of me one week post-op with nothing correct walking great that's right so so now some people may be two weeks and they're still using a little bit of an assisted device but for the most part folks are walking much sooner much better after this anterior total hip that's right so two weeks post-op you're going to have some soft tissue swelling correct that's right Um, the biggest thing that i see on the rehab side in these first couple weeks is just educating patients not to overdo the weight-bearing walking, Yeah. right? The, the benefit of this anterior total hip is their mobility early is so much better. Yeah. Sometimes that's also the problem for these folks. Yeah. And they've got a bunch of swelling and a bunch of pain, and they just need to shut it down a little well, bit. Well, that's kind of what happens, right? I mean, they have a bad hip, it hurts. You replace the hip, their pain goes away almost instantly, Sure, um, and they feel better. They're up walking now. They're doing things. They may not be on the walker at all. Right. Um, you know, approximately 11 years ago when I started doing these things, um, our first thought was, 
you know, the one place where people seem to have the most problem was they were trying to do too much too quick. Right. Guys were trying to get back to work within a week, trying to get back on the golf course in a week or two, those kind of things, and the leg would swell up. Sure. And then it was a setback for them. Right. So the first couple of weeks, you need to be up walking. You need to be doing the things that you're supposed to do. You could do some of the exercises, but don't right. overdo it. That's right. And, you know, from a rehab standpoint, what kind of exercises are we doing in this first two weeks? We're making sure that quad is squeezing. We're making sure your tummy's getting tight, your butt's squeezing. You know, we're, we're just we're making sure that you're walking correctly. When you put that foot down, do your shoulders go left and right because your butt's not working? So, again, just making sure people are turning the glute on, turning the core on. But this is not the same exercise program that folks with a total knee come in. Uh, no. and, and, and they're they're usually doing much better. The That's biggest right. problem is that they're overdoing it and they're walking too much. That's right. Right? That's so, right. so the first couple of weeks, you know, you just need to be smart out there. Walk well, heal well, super important. All right. Now, you know, between weeks two and week six, these folks are are kind of working back into their daily activities. Obviously, they're walking a little bit more. You know, that that gait, that walking is super important. So if you're out there and you've got some big side-to-side walk going on, you need to see one of us to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And, but usually, we're not seeing a whole lot of that. That's right. Um, and those are, you know, for, for me, the people that I send to therapy are usually the ones at two weeks we see them, and they're still struggling a little bit. They're still on a walker. Right. They still feel weak in the leg, weak right. in the abductors, things right. like that. Absolutely. We send them over to you That's guys. Right. Start working on that. Sure. Start getting a, a program uh, to, to get that stuff strengthened back up. Yeah. If, yeah. if they're doing okay, they're off the walker, they're walking around, they're pretty normal, they probably don't need all that. That's right. So, you know, you know, patients, you know, you can listen to another episode we did on the gut and the butt. But listen, this core stabilization through your stomach and through your glute is the key to so many areas. We're going to do ACL reconstruction mm-hmm. in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, when you get that knee down the road from surgery, that core and that hip better be strong so we don't put pressure on that knee. So making sure people's core and their butt are working is what we're going to work on. We are not going to over-exercise this hip. Range of motion is not really something I care about, to be honest. Not in the hip. Not in the hip, right? It's much different in the knee, man. We're all about that range of motion in that knee. Not so much in the hip. We want to make sure that that glute is firing well and that you're walking well and you're going to heal up well. The hip is a stability joint yeah you know it's a ball and socket joint right, right. so you you get your motion when you you sit down you stand up right you put your shoes and socks on right. and do things like that those are all the things that you're doing for your motion of yeah. your hip okay. yeah now one of the nice things about this anterior total hip is that we don't have those hip precautions right right we don't have those those movements that we want to stay away from right. uh, like the some of the other approaches so you're able to kind of sit you know, how you want to and move that leg differently. Yeah. What I tell patients is, look, it's not a miracle approach, okay, but it is a better approach. And so what I mean by that is you don't have any hip precautions, but you still have to be smart. Sure. And that's what I tell them. Right. You still just had a hip replacement. Right. Okay. So don't try to go be Mary Lou Retton on day three. Okay. That's not the right answer. Sure. But what we mean by that is you don't have to you don't have to have that pillow between your legs. You can right. sleep how you want to sleep. Right. Um, I don't recommend sleeping on their stomach right yeah. away because yeah. of their incision. Sure. But for the most part, you can sleep how you want to sleep on either side, on your back, however you feel comfortable. Um, you know, you can sit 
in whatever chair you'd like to sit in. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You have a regular chair, you can sit in that. You still have to be a little careful with really low chairs right. just because you still need your strength to get out of sure. them. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And so, but otherwise, regular size toilets are fine, regular yeah. seats are fine, all yeah. that stuff. So yeah. Fine. So we want you back regaining your normal activities here, weeks two to week six. You should be walking well. Uh, you know, somewhere in this four to six week time period, you're still going to have a little swelling. We talked mm-hmm. about this with the mm-hmm. knee. When does that soft tissue swelling quit at the hip? It's probably similar to the knee, correct? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it. it I think it goes away a little quicker in the hip. Um, the hip's a little tighter joint. Sure. Okay. And so for the most part, you're not going to see it as well. Yeah. Um, most of the time that swelling goes down, but some people will get some swelling in around their incision and things like that. And that does take time that can take several yeah. months to yeah. go away yeah, yeah and again the, the big thing that's going to give you swelling people is if you're just out there cranking on it so everybody is so different and you you know don't compare like we talked about with the knee replacement right don't compare about what so-and-so did with their that's hip right. listen to your hip that's right you know walk well mm-hmm. continue to follow up with your uh with your surgeon and your pt and you're going to be just fine so uh this is a fairly short episode because zero to six post zero to six weeks post-op anterior total hip you should be moving well, and we're keeping things quiet. You know, we're mm-hmm. going to talk uh, at a six to twelve weeks about total hip. Like, mm-hmm. hey, when can I get back to doing some of those other things? Mm-hmm. That'll be for our next episode. On yeah, the I mean, even hip. within the two to six weeks, right? I mean, some people, everybody's different. Right. Some people are back to their activities within sure. six weeks, and that's okay if they feel okay doing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're not overdoing it, and they feel okay back to golf, back to activities, yeah. things like that. Yeah. The key is. Good motion, correct motion, without a, some big pain or swelling response. Right. If those things are happening, you and I are happy. Go do yeah. it. Yeah. You know. So yeah. again, we want you patients to know what should I expect, and then maybe what are some of those issues. It's going to be bad movement, pain with pain and swelling. Yeah. If those things are going on, then we're going to be getting engaged a little bit more with right. you and, and working on that. Right. Okay. Yep. All right, Dr. Meredith. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you again soon. All right. Thanks, Luke.